cruel. That's how we're starting the show off today. Not with the normal opening, just cruel. That's what the football gods are to the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills fans. I have to start there. Yes, we're going to look ahead to the championship games. Yes, it's going to be spectacular. We've got some great matchups with some fantastic stories, but cruel. It is so harsh to think of the Buffalo Bills losing to the Chiefs again, this time at home, and also to have a field goal go wide right to do it. It's so cruel. You know, Pat Fitzmore, Sam Hoppin, here with me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia. We have to start there because I want you, if you know a Buffalo Bills fan today, to take it easy on them. Because my daughter is a Chiefs fan, and her math teacher is a Bills fan. And they've been doing football stuff all year, and she wore her Mahomes jersey today to school. And Pat Fitzmaurice, I told her, take it easy on Mr. G today, because he's a middle-aged Bills fan, and he's been through a lot. Would you agree that that was good advice I gave my daughter today? Outstanding advice, Joe. <laughs> and one of my oldest and dearest friends is not only a Buffalo Bills fan, he's also Green Bay's pa Green Bay Packers fan. He was born yeah. in Buffalo, raised in Wisconsin. So uh, he had that dual kick in the teeth this mm. weekend. And man, like the Bills can do it against the Chiefs in the regular season, and they just cannot get over that hump in the playoffs. They are Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill only for that boulder to just roll back over their bodies time and time again. I, I feel terrible for Bills fans. Yeah, look, we feel good for the Lions fans. They came out with a victory. They're going to travel to San Francisco for the evening game here on Sunday. That's going to be great, but they've got to do it now on the road, and that's going to be a huge thing. We're going to talk about that game. Patrick Mahomes, I laid down the gauntlet last week on this show. I said the best thing, the best tonic for this team is to be an underdog and go on the road. Get rid of all the voices in your head. Just get out of it. Go beat up the Miami Dolphins in that sub-zero temperatures. Then go on the road as the underdog for a change. And I think it's exactly what the Chiefs needed. Uh, they came out victorious. Um, so great game. Another great one. And look, Sam, your Packers were right there. I mean... They had it in their hands, and I don't want to, you know, I, I'm frustrated because I think it's it's one of these things like, you're just happy to be there, I get that, but man, I think you'd be happier if you were playing Sunday, wouldn't you? Yeah, especially in Detroit with a chance to, you know, one more time. Beat, up on, <laughs> beat up on little brother uh, again, and, you know, it, it's, you know, I tweeted this out, like, you, the Packers are playing with house money. It, the frustrating part is that it was a winnable game, and Obviously, both teams had certain things go their way, whether it was the the turnovers that San Francisco forced, um, you know, some of the clock management stuff that San Francisco sort of gave to to Green Bay. But it, I think, really speaks to the margin of error that San Francisco has to win right now and how much they need to go wrong for them in order to take a loss and you know you had the the end of half situation where they they go down and miss the field goal Debo Samuel gets hurt Brock Purdy is not playing a great game at all and they still come away with the win now you could say well they got lucky in some respects but they they only need a couple parts of their their team to fire on all cylinders for them to win so it's going to make this NFC Championship game uh, a challenge for Detroit and going back to Buffalo like I don't I, I feel bad for Bills fans I don't feel bad for the Bills they they 
they were playing not to win that game. Agreed. And You're 100% right. They, they started that final drive with over eight minutes left, like trying to put together an eight minute drive to kick a field goal and send it to overtime. You're, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. There were a lot of moments in that game too, that, uh, and Josh Allen had some bad moments in that game. Also the, the chiefs, you know, it's funny. You look at the score and you think, Oh, it's really close game, but I never felt like at any point that the chiefs somehow weren't going to win. I felt like defensively they had a plan. They knew what they were doing. And look, we didn't even talk yet about Lamar Jackson's incredible hundred yard rush performance, which by the way, I predicted on the FP show, just in case you go back and watch the tape. That's why I love having the tape sometimes. Sometimes it's bad because sometimes I get stuff wrong. But it's great when things go right. But Lamar playing like MVP in that defense, playing so well too. But we're going to get to all these games here. Don't forget, everybody, make sure you subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel. Drop your comments below. You could win a one-year free premium upgrade. And it's not just football because we got the golf stuff going on right now. Pat and Bo are taking through golf seasons. going to be right around the corner here for us. We've also got the NBA show, Fast Break bets every wednesday every friday live 11 a.m eastern right here on the channel so make sure you join us for all of that but gentlemen we're here to look ahead we had to look back to look ahead and the first game on the slate is the kansas city chiefs again going on the road again underdogs again the number three and a half this time to baltimore where as i said the baltimore ravens look they held the houston texans offense that was flying high last week against the cleveland browns one of the best defenses on the planet they held them to three points because the other touchdown, that came from special teams. So I don't even want to count that. That defense was brilliant. Um, interesting spot here, too, because Joe Tooney is going to be getting tests today. He's going to be out. That's a very important piece missing from that offensive line for the Chiefs. Matabikwe, who's been so good. 13 sacks, I believe, on the season, if memory serves. Pat, uh, this could be a problem here up front. This is one of those matchups to watch. But look, Lamar, MVP, the MVPs historically last few years have not done great in terms of winning Super Bowls, but we all think Lamar's going to be that guy and get that award. So what do you make of this? It feels right. 44 and a half is the number plus 140 for the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line. Pat, I keep coming back to that is that's the best value. The value is Patrick Mahomes playing underdog. Oh, yeah. And I think that's exactly what they needed. They got it last week. Can they do it again? I say yes. I know last week you were kind of hedging about it. What do you think about now that the stakes have been raised and now you got to play Lamar in Baltimore? Boy, I like the Ravens here, Joe. Okay. Um, like, and it is tough to go against Patrick Mahomes. No question about it. Um, but the Ravens were the only runaway winner on uh, in this past weekend. You know, they were tied at halftime after the uncharacteristic special teams gaffe, giving up the long punt return touchdown. And then they just stomped on the accelerator and uh, trampled the Texans in the second half. 24-0 in the second half. And it was every bit as dominant as the score would indicate. Um, credit the Chiefs for pulling out that win against Buffalo. But it, you said it, Joe, like the, the Bills seemed to be playing like not to win that game. And they were just not really challenging the Bills at all downfield with the passing game. Uh, the Bills made some critical mistakes. Obviously, the missed field goal. Josh Allen misfires on two passes on that drive that could have gotten the Bills closer or maybe gotten them into the end zone. So, um, like, it wasn't a super convincing win for the Chiefs. And I... <sighs> Man, I, I can't get off the memory of the, the Chiefs going three and five over that stretch from late October to late December when they lost games to uh, the Broncos, the Eagles, the Packers, the Bills and the Raiders on Christmas Day, where they were just terrible. Um, 
you know, the Bills were pretty banged up in the secondary, and I think the Chiefs took advantage of that to some extent. I mean, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling was out there making plays. I, I wouldn't I expect— know, he caught a ball. I couldn't believe it. It was Two stunning. balls, Joe. Yeah, I, I would not expect <laughs> lightning to strike uh, twice or, or three times, okay. I guess, in this <clears> case. <throat> and you can run on the Chiefs. And I think the Ravens are going to endeavor to run on the Chiefs. Uh, We saw how many times they ran the ball against the Texans. The Chiefs are 27th in DVOA against the run. Um, They let Josh Allen make some plays in the running game this past weekend. You know Lamar Jackson is going to make some plays in the running game. And um, you mentioned the the Chiefs, the Thune injury. They lost three defensive guys uh, Sunday night, I don't know what the status of these guys is, but they had safety Mike Edwards, linebacker Willie Gay, and cornerback Trent McDuffie all leave the game with injuries. So um, we're going to have to pay attention to that. The Massey Peabody ratings suggest this line should maybe be closer to a touchdown. Um, I, I think there's value in betting the Ravens here. I'm, I'm not okay. really interested in the Chiefs. Don't see any value on the total. I think the okay. total's about right. Yeah, I, I agree. The total's spot on. I'm running away from the total. So um, good case there made by Pat for the Ravens. Um, I'm going to counterpoint that and then send it to you, Sam, because if you look at, you know, the Houston Texans coming into Baltimore, they're still a very green team. And they hung there with them for the whole first half of that game. Maybe you say, oh, well, they had a week off. They're a little flat. And that that's normal. That happens. They were very confident. They came out there. Harbaugh was very confident. Came out there. They asserted their dominance, as Pat said, 24 nothing. In the second half of that game, that's the Houston Texans. This is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And typically, the best quarterback and coach combination does win out. Now, I'm not saying the Lamar-Harbaugh combination is not a good one. It's a very good one. But is it the best one in this game? Sam, where do you see this contest? What do you see any value here in the look ahead between the Chiefs and the Ravens? I've been bouncing back and forth on this one all morning. I... I think Pat made a lot of great points in terms of, you know, the the weaknesses that the the Kansas City defense has in in terms of the run. Um, And, you know, Lamar Jackson has has not been the best against the Blitz this year, which Steve Spagnuolo uh, can, you know, find a lot of ways to 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 pressure Lamar Jackson. I mean, there are a couple of times where Lamar is just dropping back and back and back and, and then ends up getting sacked. But Again, with these games, we're, we're trying to find very niche things. I think the Ravens have the slight coaching advantage from a game management and, you know, just overall decision-making standpoint. Like, what Andy Reid is doing in the red zone is a little suspect. You know, taking the five yards on the kickoff instead of trusting your offense to get one yard. How about giving Nicole uh, Harbin the ball points. there after fumbling a second time, and then he fumbled a second time. Uh, how about that? Right. That's questionable. We have Pacheco. Why not just hand the ball to him? I don't know. It's, it's, thing, it's things like that. And, you know, the, the Ravens won on Saturday, but they also won on Sunday because whoever was coming out of that divisional game between the Bills and the Chiefs was coming out extremely banked up. And... Health is a huge thing at this part in the season. You know, even losing got you know losing guys hurts, but it's also the the continuity you don't have uh, on the offensive line for for someone like the Chiefs. Like that is going to be huge. I don't think Tooney plays in the game this week. Um, you know, and in this Baltimore defense is a, a much different beast than Buffalo's was. Buffalo was was banged up uh, going into the game and. 
Baltimore just has dudes on every level. I mean, Jadavian Clowney is playing really well. The combination, Rokon Smith and Patrick Queen uh, at linebacker, and then Kyle Kyle Hamilton at safety playing incredible. Like, I I think I'm talking myself into Baltimore. It, it just seems like it's sort of their year. And, you know, last week we, we had the privilege of taking Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, and that money line turned out to be great, and it was awesome. But... This is this Baltimore has just seemed like a complete team the entire year. And yes, they've had a couple fourth quarter baffles uh, throughout the regular season. But I mean, you saw the the way that the Ravens offense was able to adjust to the defensive game plan that Houston had. They turned it on. You know, I I'm talking myself into to Baltimore here. OK, well, I will stand on my island alone and I will be drinking the red Kool-Aid the red Kool-Aid. But look, it's going to surprise you if Baltimore wins. No, of course not. As you said, Sam, they've been the most complete AFC team most of the year. I don't think anything that happened though with those, you know, the bad run that the Chiefs had because the most dangerous team is always the team that gets hot at the end. And I don't know right now, the last two weeks watching the Chiefs play football, they're starting to feel like the Chiefs again. And that's all they needed to do is flip the switch. And my goodness, that would be something. Let's get to the NFC, the late game here, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. They're going to have the San Francisco 49ers taking on and hosting the Detroit Lions. The number on this right now, consensus at betting pros is minus six and a half for the San Francisco 49ers, which feels right. They should be a touchdown point favorite in this game. To me, that's spot on. The 51 is the number right now, consensus-wise. That, to me, also... Feels pretty close. If anything, I'm leaning towards the under in this one. Then you have Detroit for the upset of plus 250. You're getting a great value there. If you want to just throw half a unit just to see if the Lions can pull off the true Cinderella dance. And we saw some chinks in the armor. We saw some weaknesses there from the 49ers that can be exploited. So, Sam, can the Lions cover? Can the Lions win? Does this total disappoint? Does it come through? What do you see here when you're looking into the NFC Championship game? To answer both of your, your your first two questions, yes, I think the Lions can cover, and I think they can win outright as well. I, I mentioned, obviously, earlier in the show, the, the margin of error that this 49ers team has. But on the whole, if you look at the last two months, when was the last time they played like a great game? I mean, I mean, it might have been the, the game against Philadelphia and look how they turned out. Like their strength of schedule has not been great. They obviously lost to a very good Ravens team. And I'm well, not saying not just Detroit lost. is. Let's be honest. They got 38 their to 6. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously Detroit like has their weaknesses as well. Like their secondary, I think, can be had. I think Brandon Ayuk has probably a monster game in this one. But the procedural errors with Kyle Shanahan. Again, this is where the coaching uh, decision-making comes into play. Dan Campbell is light years ahead of Kyle Shanahan right now in terms of decision-making. We've seen Ben Johnson continue to crush it at offensive coordinator. I think, you know, we saw last week that Aaron Jones gashed this 49ers run defense. And I, I just think Jameer Gibbs will be able to do the same thing. And finally, like, it's he's not playing much better, but I think the better quarterback is getting the points in this game. Jared Goff, you know, for all his blunders, has played really well. He's made some good throws. Again, Purdy, we've we've started to see some chinks in the armor there, 
And I mentioned it last week too. This Lions defense, I think, is better than we give them credit for, especially their run defense. They're not, I, I don't know if Debo Samuel is going to play. It sounds like he's 50 50 right now. I'm maybe he does play because it is a playoff game, like, and, and, and you just sort of battle through those injuries. But I, I love, I, I raced to Detroit here. Okay. I, I, I I'm I, I'm in on them, and and I think they have a great shot to to pull the upset here. Now, normally we have concerns about Jared Goff playing on the road, but it's more the elements than it is the road. Now, this was a rainy game you had this past Sunday. I'm not exactly sure what we're looking at here in terms of weather on Sunday. It's a little early to look, but Pat, I mean, Sam makes a lot of good points here about when it comes down to those management skills of a head coach that Dan Campbell has the edge there. Um, certainly the secondary of the um, Detroit lions is a problem. Like that's, that's, it's not a great unit here. Now, the interesting thing is they don't give up a lot of penalties. Like there's not a lot of, you know, PI penalties or things like that. So, you know, maybe that's just something, maybe that's why they give up so much. Maybe Dan Campbell would rather them just, you know, live and die on, on what they do as part of giving up, you know, those moments in the games. But to me, this is all about pressure on Purdy. If Hutchinson can get home, if they can put some serious pressure on Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is very vulnerable. And I think coming off that game last week, I think it's very clear that you could certainly continue to, you know, get him to hear the ghosts and see the ghosts a little bit. And you might have some uh, opportunities there to make Brock Purdy make some mistakes. So, Pat, do you see any value early in this line that feels pretty spot on? I mean, Sam's confidence in the Lions is very strong. Is yours the same place? Yeah, um, everything you guys have said so far, what really tickles me is the idea that Dan Campbell might have the coaching advantage over Kyle Shanahan. But as far as uh, <laughs> aggression and playing the percentages on, on certain in certain offensive situations, I, I kind of think that's maybe the case. Um, you said it, Joe. I really do think Brock Purdy is the key guy in this game, and he has been pretty good this season for the most part. Whenever he has had the full complement of pass catchers with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, he had that on Saturday night against the Packers and struggled. Um, he has struggled before in the rain. He struggled. He had the glove to start the game. He took it off. I mean, there was the one play where he dropped back and was like trying to wipe off his hand while he's sitting in the pocket scanning the field. Um, apparently, the forecast is for no rain this weekend. So that might be a relief to 49ers fans. But yeah, that is the thing. The, the one Achilles heel the Lions have is their pass defense. Can Brock Purdy take advantage of that if he doesn't have Debo Samuel? Sam mentioned it's 50-50. Even if Debo plays, the way he plays and how physical his style is and how he is just this after-the-catch beast, um, I wonder if he'll make it through the game even if he does play. And that's the thing. He is such a key guy for Brock Purdy because the kind of completions that Debo gets, they're the easy the easy pitch and catch and let Debo work his magic after the catch. If he doesn't have that, we saw Purdy really struggle. Like Brandon Ayuk was not able to pick up the slack. Brandon Ayuk is a different type of player. He beats defenses downfield. Brock Purdy, I mean, like the one key catch that Ayuk had in that game was that third down conversion and Purdy threw it at his feet. And Ayuk made this great shoestring catch on the run. Like Purdy's ball placement was terrible. And if we see that continue to be the case, if we do see Steve Hutchinson turn up the heat, man, like Purdy's going to have to click for the 49ers to win this game convincingly. I think it's possible they do, 
the 49ers have been a terrific team for the most part all season with a few hiccups, the three-game losing streak at midseason. Um, but man, I, I do think the value here is with the 49 or with the Lions. And uh we did see Aaron Jones and the Packers run all over them. You know the Lions are going to try to run the ball with the Thunder and Lightning combo of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I think they're going to have some success. The 49ers run defense has not been as good as it has been in the past. Um, so, yeah, not only do I like the Lions, I want to see if I can get this at seven. Because when I checked DraftKings um, right before the show, it was six and a half 49ers, but juiced a little to the 49ers. So I think we could see that tick up to seven. If it's seven, I'm going to grab the Lions. And I am going to put that half unit money line bet down that you talked about, Joe. On the Lions, like on. plus 250, I I think the pot odds on a plus 250 bet are pretty good here. I think the Lions have a very realistic chance of winning this game. I love it. Some great points there from the boys. But what do you think? Drop your comments below in the YouTube channel. What are your picks for NFL Championship Weekend? Two great games, too. Great narratives, some great storylines, some familiar faces, and some new ones too. Those guys from Detroit don't typically make it this far into January. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Those Lions fans. Boy, if you live in the state of Michigan right now, you're feeling pretty good about life. I got to say, things are going pretty well for you there. So those Michigan folks enjoy the ride while it lasts. And the Buffalo folks, again, if you know a Bills fan, give them a hug today. Yeah, give him a piece of chocolate, something. Just, you know, buy him a coffee or maybe a stiff drink because uh, they could certainly use it. It's been a rough, rough couple years for them or a couple decades, depending on your perspective. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Sam and Pat, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Enjoy Championship Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.